knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice Here we go, here we go, right here We're gonna save This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No Ah. Don't care. Headed my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live. But it's not live. It's not so live from the LBL Bar and Grill. And I hope all you friends and neighbors, you low lifers out there, I hope y'all are doing well. And if this is your first time experiencing the program that is LBL, welcome. Welcome. You are now a low lifer. And that song is Biloxi Blues, written by me, sang by me. Some folks call it narcissistic. I call it fun and cheap because I use my own music. No copyright infractions when you're using your own songs that you wrote and sung. Ladies and gentlemen, for the intro music, uh, welcome to the LBL Bar and Grill, Bar and Bunker. Just hunkering down here. This is the podcast for Monday, February Uno. Yep, that's right. We got rid of January. Whew, it was a crazy one. It was a crazy one, but we marked it off. And we're out of it, and now we're into February, right now, 2021, and that means one thing, we are in the middle of tournament bass fishing time, we're in the middle of good fishing, as long as you aren't staring at the old hard water, a lot of y'all comment that every week, and and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you picked to live in the North Country, because uh, it's, it's wonderful at times of the year, but right now you have no soft water, you have no water to be out on but uh, we're getting closer we're getting closer folks big time tournament fishing is coming back so i wanted to say this week thank you uh last week you guys y'all never ceased to really blow me away but all the well wishes about the covid craziness and and my psa didn't get killed too much by y'all in the comments about my covid psa that i did but uh I appreciate it very much, and uh, it was another kind of weird week. I, I had to go get more blood work done. I got to go back again tomorrow and get more blood work done. My muscle enzymes are still over the place. I don't know. I'm still, uh, 
I'm still hiking. I'm still uh, getting after it, you know, out there. But uh, and I haven't got my total mileage for January. I need to do that because we're on the on the track for 500. Uh, we're on the quest for 500 miles on these old legs. But uh, did a bunch in January, you know. But I don't know. I, I, I've been told to drink, you know, just keep pounding the fluids and um, kind of go back. I'm, to the point, though, I think they're just trying to find something wrong with me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. Oh, I'm tired of being, uh, I'm still all bruised up, man. Poked and prodded, poked and prodded. But hopefully I'll get some more answers this week. But I just want to say thank you to all of you for, uh, man, just awesome. Lots of folks reached out on Instagram, trying to get back to everybody. Uh, I'm way behind on YouTube comments, but a lot of well wishes, and, and that never goes unnoticed, and uh, it's much appreciated. So thank you all. Uh, speaking of COVID, I want to tell you all this. Also, Lots of talk about the vaccine, 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 vaccine. Why well, I am living with the triple threat who has had the vaccine. She got round two this past Friday. First time her arm was kind of meh, just hurt, you know, she's kind of achy, whatever. No real issues, though, didn't slow her down. Round two knocked her on her face. Let me tell you, uh, big time. Big time muscle aches, not a fever. I've heard I've heard lots of that from some friends of ours, but just just wiped her out, man, for like forty eight hours. So she's good now, but it was uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see. So just just throwing my information out there, what little bit I observe, sharing it with y'all uh, because I feel like there's a lot of on the vaccine stuff. There's not a lot, you know, publicly being said about the second round because I know a lot of people in healthcare that have gotten it and it knocked them on their ass. So just want to kind of, uh, you know, throw that out there um, to be ready. <laughs> you got to get, when you get round two, you might want to take off work the next day or two because whew, it's uh, it's been interesting around here to say the least. And I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to that when that day comes and I get to uh, get the old COVID vaccine and whew, just, uh, a lot of craziness with that. And uh, I know some people are against it, some people are for it. I don't even know where I stand on it, really. I think it's kind of weird. Um, you know, it's quick. It's one of the quickest medical innovations, I guess, that we've seen. And I know in my lifetime, my 37 years here. So I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. Um, but I'm just trying to educate on what I actually observed with the triple threat this past weekend. And uh, it's... It sucks. It sucks. Know some other people that didn't have that same effect. Know a lot more that did, though, and some of them had it a lot worse. Uh, but it seems to be like a 48-hour thing. I guess if it saves your life, ultimately, uh, then down the road, because COVID can obviously kill you, you know, then 48 hours, so be it. I had COVID, and it sucked, and y'all hear me talk about it a month and a half later, still dealing with the crap almost two months later uh, with some of the after effects. So, hey, you know, maybe it's worth the 40 eight-hour bug or whatever it gives you. As little stupid uh, Darian his fishing said, it was worth it. Maybe we can all say that once it's all said and done and life goes back to normal. We get shot up, we get 48 hours, and we roll on. I don't know. Enough about COVID. Enough about the COVID. Uh, just wanted to say all of that to you guys, though. Uh, huge week this week. A week that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. I know many, 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 many of you have been looking forward to um, for a long time and, and these big weeks Are made possible By sponsors It's the only way These big weeks happen For LBL For LD and the MC For you low lifers And I gotta start by thanking Startron Starbright uh, Bringing you low budget life For years now Kicking ethanol In the teeth Ethanol sucks man I love corn But I don't want it in my gas Right? Ethanol It'll mess you up. So it'll gum up the works. It's going to mess up your outboard. It's going to mess up your weed eater, your chainsaw, your daggum side by side, your pressure washer. And then, and then you can't do the honeydews. They let you go fishing, let you go hang out with your buddies, whatever. Get you some Startron. A little dab will do you. Kick the ethanol in the teeth. This bottle right here treats 256 gallons of fuel. What's your excuse? You don't have one. Nothing ruins a great day on the water, like an outboard engine that won't run, so get you some StarTron. Starbright also making some killer cleaning products as well. Gotta say a huge thank you, especially this week, to the fine folks at Sims Fishing Products. Uh, fished this past Friday with a good friend of mine, Mr. David Allen on the Tennessee River, and it was cold, baby. Cold. 
slid that pro guide on, had me some Sims gloves. I was Sims out, looking fresh, feeling fresh, and uh, kept me warm, kept me really warm. So, uh, because it was like 24 degrees when we started fishing that morning, and I am not all about that life. But I caught a few fish with my buddy Dave out there wearing the Sims gear, and it was good to get back on the Tennessee River, played co-angler a little bit there. But uh, I am here to remind all of you low-lifers, you get one life. This is very important. One life. Fish it well. Up next, a new sponsor, one of our new sponsors, Pro Guide Batteries. And I could not be more excited to run Pro Guide Batteries. I've had battery issues for years and years and years and years and years and years. Uh, Tried multiple brands. Excited to kind of, uh, you know, hitch on to that Pro Guide wagon this year and see what... uh, what they're all about, man. I, I hear nothing but good things. We got a big announcement coming on that, and we got some opportunities for some low-lifers to save some money coming up real soon with Pro Guy Batteries. And last but not least, if you are still listening and you haven't scrolled, what makes this the big week? The week we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We're picking up that Express X21 Pro this freaking Tuesday. Let's go. We're going to take it to the bass tank. We're going to put some garments all over it. Put them power poles, strap them down, and drive it back to Tennessee, get it wrapped, get it ready. And there's going to be lots of video taken and walkthroughs and all that. So it's here. We are here. Y'all have given me a heck of a hard time about it. But the uh, the Express family took good care of me. I got tagged. Caleb Summerall picked his up this week, and everybody's like, hey, there's another one before you got yours. Y'all are making me laugh, but... But those boys got to get ready for that big elite series coming up to St. John's River. So obviously they got their boats before me. Uh, posted a video up on uh, on the channel this past Saturday. And it was a video I shot with uh, some guys at Express. In my first experience driving one. It's kind of a reaction video, you know, talking about why I like the boat and why I'm making the change and all that. And, uh, and man, most of you guys and gals out there were awesome in the comments. Got a lot of views, actually, this video did. But, uh, man, some people are just bitter. Like, people are uh, – and I know I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse with this. I talk to mom's basement stuff all the time. But, man, people are, truly are. They are uh, they're very bitter when they're not a part of something and they're like, why? You know, there were several comments, why? Why are people pushing this brand of boat or that boat will get you killed on the Great Lakes or that? Just dumb, 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 dumb stuff to say to somebody that's clearly excited. I mean, people are like, oh, sponsor dollars talk and that kind of stuff. Man, you know, like I said in the video, I'm making this change for a lot of different reasons. And, uh, you know, if I was worried about the integrity of the product, I wouldn't be switching. I don't have to have a sponsor, guys. I mean, that, that's, that's the ultimate thing. I, I, I hope that doesn't come across as cocky or arrogant, but, I mean, I could go buy a boat. Um, I decided to partner with Express Boats because of the people they are and because of the product they built. So uh, I hate those kind of comments, man. But, uh, and and I'll, I'll get at this on the, on the big lakes. Everybody will say, oh, the big lakes, the big lakes. Well, I'll say this about the big lakes. I drove a Ranger for years. I've been in Tritons. I've been in Skeeters. On those big lakes, it don't matter. It don't matter, dude. You're going to get wet. You're going to get your teeth jarred out. The Great Lakes and big water aren't made for bass boats. They're just not. They're just not. So anybody commenting that noise, get out of here with that crap. Uh, I'll pass you going up the creek. Y'all, y'all take your time getting through them big swells. That's good. Uh, but I'm going to go 70 mile an hour in my 21-foot aluminum boat, and I'll see you when we get there. Um, and then I'm going to go shallower than you going. And also, I'm going to handle rough water good, too. So, um, yeah, there were just a few weird comments on that video. I was just like, good Lord, people can't be happy or – it's really bizarre. But that's just the Internet. That's the Internet. Uh 99% of y'all are awesome and uh, and just get it, you know, y'all get it. But uh, there's just haters creeping around. I don't think they're necessarily followers of the traveling circus or anything, but it's it's always bizarre to me, man. People just can't stay in their lane. I got a 2002 Triton I'd take over that. Okay, well, cool. I bet if Express knocked on your door and said, hey, Mom's Basement Johnny, uh, would you like this Express X21 Pro? Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, I would. Because that's how that goes, uh, for sure. But uh, super pumped to do walkthrough videos and get that bad boy picked up. 
this week. Going to be a going to be a fun week. All right, here we go. Moving on, moving on. I know this is this is one of those where y'all like, oh, he doesn't get to what he's going to talk to till twenty two minutes in. It's one of those. I don't know how long I've been going, but I've been going for a little bit. It's going to be a good show, though. I promise you. I promise you. This is one I've been looking forward to. Uh, fishing's back. It's back in a big way this week. Uh, Got to say congratulations to Derek Mundy, whose name should be chiseled in stone, I feel like, uh, especially around the banks of Sam Raver, maybe out there at the stump where you can get a greasy cheeseburger. They need to put Derek Mundy's name, bronze it, put a, put a sculpture of him in there. He blasted 70 pounds, 11 ounces in three days out there at Rayburn, but, but the crazy thing, called a 39-pound bag that included a freaking 13-pound bass, and then on the final day weighed in another 10-pounder. This is the same Derek Mundy that one of the first MLFLW, Big 5, FLW, Big 5, Major League Fishing BFLs of the year, Phoenix Bass Fishing League presented by TH Marine, tournaments also weighed 40 pounds 40 pounds the same cat i say y'all ban him from tournaments out there this dude has got something so freaking dialed uh it's it's wild it's it's crazy to see i everybody loves seeing them biggins i was scrolling through some of them pictures on the ig a little bit if you can get past any bpt pro that's actually fishing those events that they cover before the guy that actually catches the 39 pounds then you can see the Oh, me. A little bit of that going on. But uh, it's awesome. Congrats to Derek. He won like 40-something grand. They had almost 200 boats in that one. Rayburn tournaments to me are, are some of the hardest to win, obviously, but uh, in, in just any kind of tournament because that lake is such a crazy playing field. But to beat locals and tour pros and everything else, man, and just to dominate. Uh, I also have to give a big shout-out to my little buddy, Jason Bonds. Runs around with uh, – Met Bonds through my man Fat Todd Castledine, and Bonds is a Rayburn. He's a hammer. He's a hammer. I hate when people say hammer, but I said it. And uh, Bonds ended up second in that event out there, and just uh, still, he just didn't get close to winning. So sorry, Bonds, you finished second because <laughs> that Monday boy. I don't, I don't know. That was some of the freakiest fish I've ever seen in my life, man. There's some good video of him pulling him out of live well and stuff. It's crazy, but I still can't get used to the entire MLFLW Big Five Major League Fishing Toyota Series presented by whoever. It's really long names. Seeing a guy hold up an MLF trophy in a Toyota Series is still strange for me. I'm sure it will get, uh, you know, they were FLW trophies last year. I'm sure that'll get it'll get easier to look at, but it's just uh, it's just strange. It's still strange to see it, but I'm hoping that all that. Uh, those level tournaments have some boats in them. I'm, I'm hearing the Bassmaster Opens are at capacity, at like over 200 boats. They capped them over 200 boats in each division, and there's like a freaking waiting list a mile deep. I'm hearing like over 300 and something people signed up for each division. That's wild to me, but I, I think they're going to fish like 225 or something, rumor has it. So uh, people are wanting to fish, man. People have been cooped up. It looks like it's going to be a, uh, a big year if, if uh, this Toyota Series weight-wise, man, uh, we're kicking it off the right way. Uh, that was that was crazy to me. Uh, of course, we got uh, there's a major league fishing cup event, which I don't even know what those are. Uh, it's like the world championship or something. This is like the heritage uh, patriot, uh, you know, stand for the anthem cup or something. I don't know, but uh, just I do know that Justin Atkins is fishing it and he's not fishing MLF next year, and I think that's hilarious. Um, but this is like one that's fenced when they fish out of their own boats. But that's going on this week. Of course, you won't be able to get any details on it. But, you know, it's going on. And then uh, the Elite Series. Next week, when I'm recording the podcast, will be during practice for the St. John's River. So we're it, it's here. We're here. FLW, uh, I think FLW starts, they're the week after the, uh, the pro circuit. They're the week after uh, – the elites. I think they're at Okeechobee. Got a Toyota series at Toho this week, I believe, as well. Lots of fishing going on. Lots of things to talk about. I was sitting on the couch this morning watching the Bassmasters. It was on Fox. Uh, I've cut all my cable off, so I was happy to see that I get FS1 on uh, Hulu. It's the first experience I've had with that. So I was watching that, and uh, something something kind of just tripped me out a little bit. And it was uh, – there. 
is fishing the only industry where we have knockoffs, like huge knockoffs? Like I was seeing this Minn Kota Raptor, which is just a power pole blade. And and I'm I'm you know whatever. Uh, a lot of companies knock stuff off. It it happens in tackle. It happens at you know Garmin Live Scope. And then you got the freaking uh, Live Target from Lawrence, and one's got to be touted as better than the other. And you know it's got like the people that come up with the stuff. And I know like Lawrence and them had down imaging and side imaging before other people. Did. I get all that. It just always kills me. Like. Minkota has this high production commercial. It's like, put the raptors down and stay there. The raptor. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, it's a power pole. It's just a power pole. Hey, guys, it's just a power pole. One of the most innovative marine products ever. The power pole. Yeah, you just made a power pole because the talon weighs 719 pounds. So now we got a raptor. They look cool. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's weird to me that you put all this advertising money into it. And fit the fishing industry to me seems like the only one where you can get away with that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like if you make a Ford Bronco and then somebody else makes one called the Chonko, <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And it, and it looks exactly like it and they're like innovated in our labs and by our engineers. The new Chunko. I just feel like somebody would freak out about that. But in fishing, it's okay. And look, I, I've worked with companies that do it. I've worked for companies that have had it done to them. Uh, it's weird. But it's like no holds barred in fishing uh, in the marine industry. Like no holds barred boating. It, it's it's bizarre to me. But that one got me. Not really even taking a shot at Minn Kota because it, it just happens. Um it's just weird to me. It's just that one struck me as is just kind of like funny sitting on the couch this morning. I was like, damn, is this this is really the only like the only freaking industry this happens in? And maybe it's because it's the one I'm in the most, right? But that one got me. It's just like it's the same technology. It's the same. I don't know. It's uh, it's funny to me. Uh, and the same with baits. You know, everybody gets in. You knocked us off. You knocked us off. I don't know, man. Just the fishing industry is very much like that. It just is. It just is. Uh, and it's changing. And it's changing. And that's something we're going to talk to our guest about today. Y'all pray for me on this one. Uh, great guest. Great guest. My guest is a bass fishing legend. That's all you can say about him. Really. Uh, he's a two-time Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year. One of the funniest, most genuine dudes on planet Earth. And I'm very proud to call him a friend. Y'all pray for me because he doesn't do Zoom unless it's a Z-crawl or a brush hog. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald freaking Swindle. Here we go. Well, as promised, via Zoom, not brush hogs, not old monsters, via Zoom and a crappy Wi-Fi connection on my end or his end, we don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, there he is. The G-Man. What's up, buddy? In the garage on this <laughs> day, packing up like crazy. And I'm doing this all by myself. This is I, I don't do many Zoom calls. And, and you, they might have thought you was joking about that. It's <laughs> a big salty chunks. I don't Zoom a lot. <laughs> and it's probably my internet connection out here because we got like two cups and a string with a little power pole on the end of it for internet around here. And uh, in the... In the- one eight hundred dollar girls and got to stutter when it costs you six thousand dollars a minute to call from my house. Gerald <laughs> <laughs> right. Swindle, there he is, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, right there. So I, I'll have to be honest, little Darian. I text little Darian and said, "Hey, I'm having G on the podcast today on Zoom." He said, "I'll pray for you." Tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him watch his mouth too. I'll, I'll slap him around, put some salt in his tea or something. Hey, you, you said that this week, man. You were on the phone. We we're talking about Darian lifting weights, and you said, listen, I'm 50, but I will put a hurt on him. You know, can I get that officially recorded right now? He knows it. I, I mean, I'll just go up and say it. Just ask him about them pull-ups and push-up game. I, hey, I ain't got much, but beer game and push-up game pretty strong. Now, you know, he, he looks good. He got pretty teeth, really nice hair. He wears some really, really, you know, transgender shorts. Small clothes. Small clothes. Little bitty clothes. Shorts included. He wears them direct joggers, but hey, when it comes right down to just getting on the old push-ups and slinging corn, he don't. He don't, he don't want, want none of that. 
Dude, talk about that. Like, what do you do to stay? You're as, you're as fit as anybody I know. And I think that people, especially as you get older, I'm 37, every year it gets harder and harder and harder. What's your number one thing do you think, like staying in shape during the season? It's the hardest thing to do, uh, Luke. And all honesty, is to try to remain in sufficient shape and, and decent body shape during, during the, the entire season because it happens so fast. You can't eat properly. You don't rest enough. So you really have to figure out, is stretching more important than lifting? I've learned that during the season, if you lift too much, you you seem to cramp up more, your shoulders, your back hurt more, especially with rain gear on. So I've learned as I got older, in the peak efficiency, I stretch more. Hamstrings, back, all that. And then as I got older training, I don't really go to the gym and lift like I used to. I just do a lot more body weight stuff, just pull-ups, push-ups, crunches. I think you kind of – as you get older, you kind of got to get away from that, Darian. You know, he's going down there to try to look good, take his shirt oh, off. Oh, yeah. He's going to have he, that shirt off. But he wants some women to turn. At my age, they just turn the other way, you know. But <laughs> you got to figure out what you can do. And I think a lot of people ask that question. Say, hey, man, I'm getting older. How you, you kind of stay in shape? I said, really, honestly, for me, it's a couple of small decisions. Learning when to push back away from the table a little bit. And I do like to eat too much. So I, make a, I make a conscious effort to try not to eat too much. I'm the guy, the weirdo. I'm the guy that parks on the other side of the parking lot at Lowe's, other side of the parking lot at Walmart. I make a special effort every day to walk more than I should, even hunting. I think when you have make a life change, you'll see in a year or two, it kind of helps you stay down because it just naturally as you get older, you, you tend to put on weight. And that doesn't, you don't oh, fish. Yeah. It, it takes a toll on you all day in the boat. And I know you've had bad knees, backs, shoulders, elbows, you name it. You're the bionic man out there. So I, I always find that. I mean, you were riding bikes for a while. You you really seem like you've got more into the cardio stuff in the I last have, few years. Farm feeding the deer, Leanne Laos. I said, you know, we hashtag farm fit. And I'll go buy a pallet of corn that's 50 bags. And she'll say, you want me to help you? And I'm like, no. she said, you just going to do it all by yourself? Yep. Because it's a commitment of working out. So I don't have time to go to the gym. But if I unload 50 bags and I load 50 bags in a feeder, I basically moved 2,000 pounds twice. <laughs> the little things, I think, to keep us uh, where we need to be, and I need to do a better job at it. She's back training hard now. But, you know, I think that's as adult anglers with the lakes that we fish now, even though we're riding some really good riding boats, being in shape can really save you in a big boat ride if it's rough. I, I think so too, man. I really do. I'm trying to, that's my whole thing this year. I'm trying to go 500 miles on my legs, trying to hike 500 miles. I did 180 from September to December last year. I think I can do it this year. And uh, I'm just trying to get better, man. I'm trying to get, because I think all that makes a difference for sure. Whether you're on the, no matter what you're doing, fishing, professionally, just riding in the dang truck, I think it makes you better off. It's you much much better mindset. The the meditation and the, the long time of hiking and walking like you do it sometimes is is a great out uh, to come in exhausted is a good feeling. There's nothing like a hard day's work at the farm. Her and I laugh because you go up there and plant them fields. You come in, your pants won't even fit. They sag. It's <laughs> That's like, about yeah. Wore out. And I tell her, I said, there's something rewarding about being this tired uh, mentally. It breaks you down, and you have a clear uh, mindset. And I think that's probably what hiking does for you. It's a great getaway. You're away from the kids a little bit, the wife, the work. You say, "I'm going hiking." You come back. Yeah, that, that's a fact. So, all right, this schedule this year, we we back. We we finna start back. You packing right now? You going to St. John's River? But what do you think, man? Like this schedule for me is, I look down and I'm like, dude. This old boy, geez, wheelhouse right here now. Like, what were you thinking? I, I think there's going to be some grinders in there. It was funny. Last year, we got to the end of the season. Everybody's like, man, this ought to be a jump fishing, you know, September and all that. It was so out of the ordinary and so oh, weird. It was terrible. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't just wing around and make nothing happen. This year, I'm looking at it. Uh, it seems like COVID's dying down a little bit as far as people not being as many people on the lake. So they're, they're back to work. I think we're going to see a much more, uh, junk fishing kind of schedule. I hate to say junk fishing, but a little bit more versatility. I think you're going to see some grinders. The one the one on that schedule is I'm most like concerned about I look at is Knoxville. Because I know just really? how and and the reason why is as we were joking about after you know five knee surgeries, five back or four knee surgeries, five back surgeries, all my elbow surgeries, shoulder surgeries, fishing when it can be that cold hurts. You know, it really does take you mentally, take a drain on you. And I know that Knoxville in February can be bad. It could be snowing. We could have <laughs> water. So that's the one I look at and go, that's the one you got to, you got to, you got to go in and be, be smart. 
the rest of them, I think, are wide open. I mean, I'm looking forward to Sabine. That sounds crazy. I love that little place down there. Some of the Great Lakes this year. I'm looking forward to going back. Uh, this is the first year that I've ever run a multi-unit uh, boat where I've got Lawrence, uh, Humminbird, and Garmin. Last year, I didn't have Garmin up there. I want to go back and see if Live Scope can help me here and there out there understanding what some of them fish do. So that whole northern swing, now that I'm set up like I am, I mean, I'm running – a Lawrence in the console, a Humbert in the console. I'm sitting here looking at a uh, 360 up front. Lawrence sold its 12. I mean, a Humbert sold its 12. I got a Lawrence 12 up here, and I got a Garmin 10. I want to try to take all these units and learn the best of each one and just see if that changes how you fish or keep learning the game. I truly believe if we don't keep pushing that on them type tournaments, you get you get pummeled. So I'm looking forward to the northern swing, but it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, Palaka could, oh, Pilaka now, oh, Pilaka. <laughs> Frost on the cover, pee like it. it ain't good. Yeah, yeah that uh, that one's always a wild card. I was actually on, on Fox this morning. They played the Clun tournament from two years ago. The second one he won, and that, dude, it was like everybody was catching eight to ten pounders. I swear, like that's what it looked like. Then you go to last year, and it was just a freaking just grind cold. And the people, the difference that a year makes. You know, when them guys caught them. I wasn't fishing the elites that year, and I'm actually watching and going, man, I'm jealous. That looks so much fun. But they caught most of those fish within a one-mile stretch of Lake George. All that went down together. When they pulled the grass, the lake wasn't dirty up last year, it just looked like a mud hole. I mean, it looked like the Mississippi River after a winter flood. There wasn't a bass to be caught in George. Made the lake fish small, and it was really tough. I would like to see us get back to that, get some grass in the lake, and unfortunately – I just don't think it's there, you know, from what you read on fishing reports, see online, what I can look at Google Earth. I just don't think they've had enough water in there and it's cleaned up. So I think it's going to be a grinder again. Jeez. And if you get bad weather, which you can't <laughs> in February, then, then here we go again. That's what most people in them, in them alcohol and honest meeting right there. You <laughs> go down there too many times in a row, you know, but it, it could be good. I'm actually going to try to leave. Uh, leave a couple of days early and stop by Harris Chain and fish some and, and break my new boat in and kind of See what the Florida bites like. I mean, we could hit it just right. The the ten day look like it's going to be stable. We could hit it on the moon. You could see some spawning. Unfortunately, uh, at George Crescent and all them lakes don't have any grass, so they're so dirty you can't see them. Huh. So what's going to change things when you can't see them? They're hard to catch in that mud. Oh, ain't no doubt about that. You got to fish so freaking slow, man. Talk about so. This was actually something I had wrote down. You jumped. You already jumped to it. You you've got a lot of changes going into this year i feel like again this is like second third year in a row of changes for you but this this is a big one and i've talked about it on here a ton we're seeing so many guys going the route that you went where you said hey i got a lawrence a garmin and a hummingbird you were all hummingbird before a lot of guys were all one or the other now one check can cost you $10,000. You do get a paycheck from some of these companies. You get product from them, vice versa. There's all kind of different deals of sponsor deals. But now Wheeler, last year, he jumped out and said, hey, I got, he told me to my face, and I won't say what he told me money-wise, but he said, this is what I got from Lawrence. They were going to be on my jersey, going to be on my boat wrap and do all this. He said, man, couple checks, you know, and I win one, I'm there. And he did it and, and, and won several events. So you're going that route this year. Is is are the days over of the exclusive sponsor? Do you think for some people? I think you're seeing it. I think you're going to see a little bit of trend in that. The guys that may be a little bit more established that may not have to have the total package on that and and want the freedom to learn other units uh, are going to step on do it. You seen Justin Lucas do it last year, and they said, "Reckon what made him do it?" I said, "I don't know. I, I think about two hundred seventy-five thousand reasons that he wants why he done it. <laughs> he wanted to improve his fishing game." He wanted to incorporate the best of all three brands. So you're going to see more of the veterans doing that. I know several guys that's doing it. You guys, you know, if you're a younger uh, rookie angler and you're trying to make ends meet, hey, I get it. You know, do the whole deal. I think that's going to be a trend that fades out uh, in the future some because when you get up under one umbrella, they may have one great product, two medium products, or two great products, one bad product. You don't know, but I think anglers are going to pick and choose the best of the best to try to say this is what it's going to take to compete because when we got up north last year, if you wasn't running a Garmin, you was done. I mean, they laughed when you idled out. Well, boy, you ain't got no lives. Go get in the back. And they was about right. I think it was an opening experience because I was saying there's no way a a piece of electronics can make that big a difference. 
I bought it the first time I ever fished with it. I won eleven thousand dollars and an open. And I'm like, well, there you go. I mean, there there you go. So I think think you're gonna see that trend more and more. It's nothing against none of the companies. No, not at all. They're pushing themselves to be better, but anglers have never looked at it as in a way as I want to have the best, of the best. So that it sounds crazy. I said, let me ask you a question. If you me and you had a drag racing car and we go into the national drag racing championship and we sponsored by Delco spark plugs, but there's a spark plug out there. We can run four mile an hour faster and win hundred grain. Which one are you going to buy? I said, it ain't no different. I said, you gotta be, you owe it to all your sponsors to try to be the best you can be, but I owe it to myself to not quit learning the game. You know, don't fall stale and go out. I don't need live scope. I've heard people say that live scope ain't going to make that big a difference. Huh? Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. I mean, I, and you can see them down there mating. It's pretty good. Now, what I did learn is it don't mean they're going to bite. So that's where I got in feed. I'm like, this thing is awesome because now I'm learning more about fish than every day. I can see them live time. So you're seeing Laurent step up. They've now created a great unit. So now you're going to watch that. So hummingbirds got to try to match that. But I do think you're going to see more veterans out there break off and do their own thing. I think some of the guys will realize this is the way to go and they're going to try it. Uh, it's a little uncomfortable with the debt finder companies because I get it, man. It's, it's, I shouldn't use this word. It's not politically correct. It goes against everything. But it's just like I told uh, Amanda from Garmin. I said, I know that you guys are not helping me. And I bought my units, but I said, you just keep tabs and watch how many units I sell this year. You didn't pay me a dime. Absolutely, man. Well, and I think that it probably scares those companies too, right? From the marketing side of it, I've worked with TH and marketing, and it's like the fear of losing your faces, right? These guys that go out there and do such a good job showing the product to the consumer, educating the public. And ultimately, the goal is to sell that product. And you look at these guys and they're like, hey, I'm good. I don't need them anymore. You know, I'm good. And, and, and you are a different breed in that you will talk about it. Because so many guys, if they're not under contract, they'll put a black piece of tape over that logo and roll on, you know. That's a tough one, man, because when you put that black tape on that logo and roll up that service yard, they might put that black tape back on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. And you say, well, I bought my units. I don't have to run the logo. I don't. I don't. I mean, but is it does it show more class to show the logo and do what you're going to do? Absolutely. Uh, to cover that up, it doesn't set a good example in the service yard. And let me tell you something. Those guys over there, Andy, Joby, that whole group, Cheryl at, at Lawrence, they don't write the checks necessarily, but without them, you don't make it. That's so right. why are you people going to work on them? So it's like I told all the companies, I'm going to promote them. But what I'm going to enjoy about it, Luke, is being able to do a seminar and be 100% straight. This is why I've done it, and this is what I'm learning. And here's what I think is best about Lawrence is their 2D, you know, they got down image, and their 2D sonar is unmatched, okay? Their C-maps is really playing a part of everybody's game now. Garmin's live scope is so far out in front, nobody can catch it. But Humminbird still has 360. So you look at 360 compared with live scope, and it's the perfect, uh, you know, you put the perfect match up first. I'm going to look forward to that part of it, just – being able to educate people because a lot of people have questions. They're like, man, it's all about the money. Ain't it? And I said, no, cause I bought every one of these. Yeah. You're like, I'm short a few dollars. Yeah. I paid the money, you know, because if this is what it takes to get to the next level of learning, I want to do it. And I'm no dummy. I watch Lucas. I see what Wheeler's doing. I see them guys. I'm like, hang on now. This ain't no coincidence. They, they got the best of the best. Do you think uh, do, looking back in your past, when you're out there throwing your ball head jig and a spinnerbait, did you ever think you'd have five graphs and 17 batteries? <laughs> I used to laugh to people at the dock. I'd be like, hey, what y'all looking at? Jupiter or adult porn? I don't know what you're doing. And now I'm the guy. And I'm like, hey, I would put a flat screen on here because it changes. I think, I think as we grow older, we've seen it as anglers, man. You, you've watched it long enough in this sport. If you're not careful when you age a little bit in this sport, if you don't push yourself for that learning curve, you're going to get blistered. Mm -hmm. You know, and they eat my words and say, you know, be a time and place for five units. You know, that's, and that's, that's what perfect. it is. It is. And I never would have thought that, you know, and people say, well, if you fish shallow, you really don't need all them. You, you don't. I mean, I hear people say, I use my rod. Oh, I do that too. But I also use that live scope and that 360. And if I see a stump up there 20 feet in front of me that I can't see with my naked eye, I'm going to throw at it. So electronics are just as good in five foot as they are in 25. 
Dude, I, I fished with your home Gunnersville last year, and you showed me that 360 in the grass. And then you called me coming home from a smallmouth tournament, and you said, hey, darkness. Why didn't you tell me I was going to get my ass kicked if I didn't have a scope? I'm like, well, I, I told you it was good. I told you it was really good. But I mean, I got to looking around, and I'm like, if I could just call another bass in each tournament, it, and, and it might not have helped at all. But had it played a factor and caught one or two bass in each tournament, it could have been a $30,000 swing in, in checks and even making the classic. So I looked at that and I thought, how, you know, hey, I was loyal to where I was at, but was it an eye opening? Was I woke when it was over? You, right, I was woke. I was woke to seeing all them Garmin guys getting them checks and me going, huh, I'm out there fogging a crankbait around and they're whooping me like I stole money out of my grandmother's purse. I mean, they have whooped me down, son. I look like McGregor. I don't know which hand and how. <laughs> they're all calling. Hell, I ain't never got a bite. I'm watching them reel the crankbait, stop it, pause it, rip it up, and I see them trying to their hands in their pocket. I, I was like, hey, uh, I felt like that new kid in kindergarten when you first get there and you're picking yeah. your nose. Where's my friends and when's lunch? I did not have a stinking clue. You were so. looking for nap time. You were looking for yeah. the map. Time out. Time out, Coach. Nap time. Somebody lay me down. Just let me. <laughs> hey, yeah. Let's call it. I opened an experience when I left there to think, hmm, you know, and I just thought I want to try it. You know, I'm not saying that you have to have it. I'm just saying if it helps me learn about fishing, I want to be a part of it. So that was a big change for, for me this year. You know, last year I, I fished art rods and lose reels. Um mm -hmm. It was really my loose connection with, with Mark Copley, which is a dear friend of mine. And he said, dude, let me do something small for you. Dude, we, we didn't even want no money. Like, it was no money. Just, just give me some reels, man. I want to fish them. Uh, I worked with Louie down at Art. I said, man, I'm just looking for some rods. I just wanted a year to kind of stay out there. Do what it Free I agent. Free agent here. Yeah. Well, quite them so long, I wanted to step out, look around, and see what was happening. And then, you know, as Rapal emerged uh, and took up 49% of 13, they approached me with a deal and said, would you be interested in really trying to take our 13 top-end stuff to the next level? You know, we got a great product. We want you to look at it. So I, I actually, because I hear people say, I don't know if I'd have done that without fishing with it. Trust me, bro. I fish with it. <laughs> I mean, and they have got a running joke down there. If it can be broke. You send it to 71727 Convict Camp Road because that long-legged joker will break it. No doubt. Pull through some product. And when it got said and done, I said, boys, I think you got a product that I can fish with and be happy with for a long time. And it also gives me a chance to help with the hard baits. You know, they're really getting into making hard baits and the rods and reels. And I mean, I've got one of the new concept reels right here. This is the Concept Z, and it's got a Z slide, what they call a Z. It's a slide on here for a quick adjust. If you're throwing in the wind, you can click that up. If you're throwing a light bait, you turn into the wind, you push it up. It's one magnet. So they got some, like, really cool stuff. I said, hey, I'm in with this. That's an open rod. It's a $140 rod. Do they make them more expensive? Yeah. Do I like that? Well, yep. Why? Because I can catch them with it, and I can sell them. I mean, and I think a $140 rod is where we need to be across the industry for working people. It's hard to get a guy to buy it on a five hundred dollar rod that's making fifteen dollars an hour. Make oh yeah. Work. Well, I, I always said that I, I've I feel like that sometimes we get way ahead of ourselves and and look we're just talking about fifteen thousand dollars worth of electronics twenty thousand dollars worth of electronics on your boat but for just a guy to just enjoy fishing <laughs> to go fishing he don't need to spend five or six hundred dollars on a freaking rod and reel that's crazy man that's crazy to me and I ain't never seen a five hundred dollar one in my opinion that would catch more fish than the damn $150, $180 one. Oh, that's what someone said when they was asking me. I said, man, did you fish with 13? I said, yeah. And I also fished with Quantum for 17 years. One, two AOIs, moved with Van Dam one with it. And I said, sometimes it wasn't the best. I said, when I put the 13 stuff in my hand, I thought, this is as good as any stuff I put in my hand. And, of course, you got your diehard real people. They'll get on there. Goes, Murphy, I got one of them Shimano 1174 16 millimeter line counters. No, I don't. No, I don't. I got old gray and orange right here, and I'm going to plant it right there, son. I'm going to be wiping snot and breaking knots right here. I'm coming hardcore. It's, you know, everybody does something that's like, was it about the money? Everybody works for the money, but it's about an opportunity to be with a company where you step up and you can make a difference. Lose was very appealing but you look at the stable of people you're in with. There's a thousand thoroughbreds over there. So actually ever having a chance to influence a product or put your input in, it's going to be pretty slim. With 13, they thought enough of me, said we'd like to give feedback. We'd like you to look at it. And I'm like, 
So we started this process. We're actually building a bunch of new rods right now. We're building a glass chatterbait rod that I throw, which I like that. It's letting me bring my touch of fishing to the people, the fans, my fans, the people out here who want to try it. So that brought the 13 in. That was it, the merge between Rapal and 13 and this really cool company. So that was my two biggest changes this year to step out there and say, I'm going to do this. But, you know, last year I was a free agent on them and I wanted, I was ready. Dude, I, I think that, uh, I mean, these changes, I'll be honest, a couple of them I never saw coming. You know, you've been with Quantum for so long. And when, when, when you called me about that last year, we're talking, you're like, hey, I'm going to be a free agent this year. You said Copley was going to send you some real shout out to Mark Copley. We love, we love us some Mark. He's a good man. And they're like, why, why would you go from lose to 13? I'm like, dude, the reason I even put a lose reel in my hands is because I have a great friend over here who said, gee, let me send you some reels. Let me see what you got. See, that's the part that people don't see on a Facebook post. They see that he just changed. Mm-hmm. I, I had a guy really get, uh, he's really, really digging on a, on a comment about, I can't believe you left Quantum. Bruh, it's a lot deeper and people never say that. Quantum was leaving us. That brand got to sell. When you see VD light, like, get on old buck like Marshall Dillon did and ride out of Dodge and see me behind him with Festus on the mule riding out, <laughs> you know something's coming. It ain't because the money went away or any of that. We, I, For me, I seen that we were riding on a short, narrow road. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to be capped off. I'd rather be a free agent and then have a chance to work with someone like 13 where the ceiling's up here. Well, if you can develop a better product and help them with it, you can grow. So I think that's what it's all about. Lose such a big company. I had, I mean, Mark would have made a great place for me. And I love them guys. Got nothing against them. But I looked at 13. I was like, it makes more sense. I'm Rapala. My boss at Dan Quinn has stood beside me the whole time and said, bro, if this is what you want to do, I want you. They sent me product, Luke, and said, you try it and don't you worry about hurting our feelings. And that's a company that wants to get better. Period. Yeah, that that's how it, that's what as pro staffers, whether it's a boat company, electronic, whatever, when you sign a contract with somebody, that should be part of the relationship. You should be part of developing. You should be part of tearing stuff up. And I know for a long time you've done that. So to find another home like that's got to be fun. That's the part that a pro staff that nobody likes. And I talked to the guys at 13 about that. I said, you know, you really just don't want guys who are trying to get draw a check and fish. If they truly have the best interest of the company at heart, at some level, you got to report back in on some R and D and say, "Hey, man, I just got this new rod. There's something going on with it. You know, the real seat is not seating up right." I said that that's your eyes in the field. The same mm-hmm. as we we get a product and we see something, we immediately call them Luke. We call it Shannon. We call them Boo. Somebody, hey, check this out before we get ten thousand in an inventory. That's what the part of the pro staff. I don't think a lot of young anglers get. They think I put the patch on, I fish every tournament, and this is what pro staff does. No, pro staff helps a company not lose money and help make money. And you can lose a lot of money if you get a bad shipment. And when you're dealing shipping stuff in from overseas, it happens on anything. You can have the perfect prototype, but when it comes back in, it might run backwards. You don't know. So that's the eyes of the pro staff. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, young anglers, if you're watching LBL, you better you better listen to that right there because I, I can echo that. I think so many people, they think, oh, man, I'm sponsored. They put on a hat, they put on a shirt, and they think it's over. It's not over there. Just because they're sending you free stuff, they're paying you whatever. That's that's really the beginning of the relationship. Everything else goes to promoting for them and making sure their products are as good as they can be. And look, some companies don't want to hear from you. I've had those companies work with you, call and they're like, it's, oh, it's look again. You know, they don't want to hear you bitching. But the, the good ones will listen to you and try to get better. From, that's a, what from a pro staff. 13, they were like, oh, that was, that was one of the things that got my attention with them. And, and the workload this past year was a little bit overwhelming because I actually would go fish tournaments with all my gear for, for Lou's and Ark and all. And then I would come home and go fishing by myself and spool up 13 rods and reels, which is a lot of work. Go fishing with nobody around, no video, and test and test and test and test and then come back home, take all that out of the boat, and then go back and fish the tournaments to be, you know, do the right thing. So, I logged up a lot of hours testing this, and which is what they wanted. That's the part of the pro staff nobody ever sees. If a company asks you to test product, they mean make a, a valid effort to go out and make notes on it and see what you like or dislike about it. So in this pro staff conversation, what are you saying? So you are a social media guru, and 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 by guru, I mean you just throw yourself out there. You are honest. 
you do, you've always been big about video work and things like that, but we're seeing a shift. I talk about it on here, dude. You got companies sponsoring TikTokers and fishing over Elite Series Pros. You got YouTubers have really made their way into this this industry as as a viable option to to promote products, to move products. What are you seeing? In your opinion, from your sponsors, are is there like a happy medium? Are you getting pressure from your sponsor? Because you normally you jump on, dude. You got a, a big TikTok, like you jump on TikTok. You you embrace these things quicker than other people do. I feel like, um, especially for kind of the generation you came up in uh, in fishing. But are are you getting pushed? You hear guys getting pushed into different directions now. And I'm seeing contracts where all your contracts come in and they and they they have social requirements and all that in there. But here's the confusing part. And I had this conversation uh, with not one of my sponsors, but with someone else's sponsors this uh, two weeks ago. And they and I said, I get it. I mean, the Guggen guys have done a great job. They've come in and made a splice. They're YouTube selling machines. They've got it going on. There's some YouTubers out there crushing it in in their field. That that's what you they do it. I ain't gonna cut. I all respect. I ain't, I ain't throwing no shade. There's anglers that are crushing it. It's getting the companies to figure out where that fine line is. I don't think you can look. I don't think you can look at an angler's brand and say, all right, I'm giving you a code. And if you promote this and you put this on your page and I'm giving you a Luke Duncan code and however many baits you sell, we're going to judge you next year. Okay, that's just on social. How many baits did Luke sell on the podcast without the code? How many baits did Luke sell when he's at tournaments? And that's what I tell him. I said, if I'm on stage promoting, talking about catching fish, you can't track that with a code. I can get on the Bassmaster stage and go, it's GS Swindle with the code 774. So you you gotta you gotta figure out what product you're buying. Are you buying a guy that just sells a code and the only way you can track him? Or are you sponsoring a professional who has vehicle, uh, boat, truck presence on the wrap, jersey? He's out working tournaments, he's out speaking. It's hard for you to track how many bites I sell when I'm at a seminar. So I think that's what we're having trouble. I'm having a little trouble with watching some of these companies. They're, they're quick to judge what's sold just on that queue because they can track it. Yes. You know, that's hard to say that that's all that guy particularly sold. So I think that's where we're going to have to be as anglers. We got to get more savvy about how to prove to those companies what it is. And it's great if, if TH can run a code on somebody and they could sell product and they go, hey, it's worth it. Shanna, it's a, it's a no-brainer. But she's also knows what that guy does across the country when he walks in the dealership and they say, Hey Gerald, what kind of plates you running? I'm running the Atlas. What, what size? 10 inch on that Phoenix. That's what I run. I run two and a half three ways. You can't track that. That's where it gets real complicated. So you hope that the new marketing people taking over and, and you're seeing a much younger set tech savvy marketing departments that that's all they track social, social, social. So figuring out how to mix that. I ain't got that figured out yet. I I really don't. I know that Facebook, uh, you know, people are always saying the Facebook numbers fall off every year because more and more people are getting off of it. Yeah. That, more and more people just, whatever political, uh, whatever reason, they just, they take the app off the phone. So you you don't grow as fast there as you used to. Instagram, you can still grow some, but to grow organically, it's at a snail space. Mm-hmm. That you can test after contest after contest after contest after contest. Let me say that in a contest, contest after contest. And you can run your numbers up, but you're only getting six comments. You ain't selling no product when it comes in and you say, hey, blister 21 pounds on Pickwick today on this jerk bait made by 13. And here it is. You ain't getting them 88 comments. So that's the fine line. So they're brought TikTok. In. Well, you look you see how many times Bassmasters and Bass Fishing has been tagged in TikTok. It's huge. How did someone said, well, we don't know how to incorporate TikTok in, in our sport. I don't either, but hell, I ain't going to give up on it, you know. If I can make a video with a TH hat on singing uh, Carol Baskin and it gets 1.9 million views, I don't know if I sold any jack plate, but there's 109 million people know my God, TH Marine. They don't know if I fought in a war or I got a jack plate, but they've seen the name. So I think we have to look at every channel and what it offers and how we adjust to it. The, the YouTubers have got it down pat because it's trackable. You know, but like Leanne and I, we provide two different yearly reports, uh, two different companies monitor our brand all year to try to prove that at the end of the year that, hey, this is what that guy's done. So a little bit of that falls back on the anger to sit down with someone like you, potential sponsor, A, and say, hey, I can do codes and I can sell, but this is what I do across the board. That's the fine line. That's awesome. That right there 
I, I've I couldn't have put it any better. I mean, I've been talking about it for a long time. I, I think it's good. It's there. There are good things and bad things in what's going on right now. And like you said, for somebody, because I, I had a sponsor last year talk about codes, and and it's like, look, man, do you know how many DMs I get on Instagram with somebody saying, "Hey, man, I went to Academy and bought that because of you," or "I went to my local dealership and bought that because of you." You can't track that. That's not that. That's not a fair thing to me when I have a, a following of people that do enjoy suggestions that I make, you know, somebody may say, Hey, what, what kind of line you use? What you can't track that, man. You can't, that that's hard to track. So there has to be a happy medium there somewhere. And do you think that gets better or worse though? Do you think that that continues to kind of get away from us? I think for the next year, it's going to get worse until, until the people in the company, but whoever's in the marketing position can understand both sides. Uh, I hate to say older, newer generation, it seems like an older, if you're in a really older apartment, it's a little bit harder to follow with TikTok and all that, what it is. If you have 5 million views on TikTok, they say we don't have any value. Everything has a value at some level, or these people on there wouldn't be making $50,000 a month on TikTok. It has a value. It's us figuring out how to explain it to them, getting that generation to watch it. But you you hit on something, and, and, and Leanne and I, when I post sometimes, I'm fishing in a post. I probably should never say this. I post stuff sometime and don't go into every detail about what it is. And then I'll have a guy message me and go, hey, man, that reel on the left of your boat that you had that jerk bait on, what pound line are you jerking on in the summer? 12-pound shooter sun line? See, he's gone. He at the tackle store right now. If I ask you at the store, does your truck, what's that, you know, them tires ride good? And you say, mine ain't never had none ride good. They're best. I'm looking at that tire. See, and I think that's what you, you it's hard to track on social you, you make a post, you sit down and answer all the messages, but you have seven or eight really good inquiries about, hey, where can I get those baits? Is there somewhere in Gunnersville that sells the the uh, the OG from Rapala? That's how you move the bar. It That's just hard to track. And that that's going to be a tough one for all of us to get over. You know, you, you just keep working at it. I don't think you give up on it. I just, I'm not going to be a guy. I've had uh, sponsors. I've had people approach me and asked me to be a social influencer. Hell, I ain't an influencer. I ain't nothing. I'm just a guy that posts random crap on Facebook, and I don't know people comment on it, but they're like, well, you're a social influencer. No, I'm not. I'm a professional angler that just happens to post goofy stuff sometimes that people laugh about, but I'm not a content creator. I just do my life. I think there's a big difference in a content creator and who you truly watch it. Is that his soul? Is that who he is? That's the trick right there is – is that a shallow person or is it, is he a hollow? soul? he's just a creator making a video for somebody and leaving, or are you truly seeing Gerald and Leanne plant greenfields? Are you seeing him smile at the gas station? Cause somebody won't move a car out of the way. That's the content that I think that Leanne and I have been lucky with that people relate to, but I'm not a social influence. I had, I had a uh, uh, goodie powders kind of say, hey, you want to do some social influence? No, you take our product. You lot, a lot. But I'm not a social influencer. I'm not going to get on my page and say, for all y'all to go buy a goodie powder, I get two pair of baby shoes. No, that's not who I am. <laughs> I tell you, if you drank too much and you got a headache, I try a goodie powder. That's what I do. <laughs> Hell, there well, you the go. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew and goodie powder. <laughs> if it, Hey, if two goodie powders and a Mountain Dew and a shot of black rifle coffee don't get you where you're going, <laughs> you need to get down there on my awful Mississippi and get on that stuff he's on in, in the Mississippi State Penitentiary. Because he's thin and he's always alert. Now, he ain't never out, but he's alert. Oh, my gosh. I think I, you can't top that right there, ladies and gentlemen. I had another question, but I think that's that's about as good as it gets. I, 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 will, I will ask you uh, one thing you said before I hit record, and it's very important because you and I, we've always been buddies a long time, and then we had a fierce beard rivalry. And some people listening to this probably don't even know anything about it, but we were able to raise $25,000 for breast cancer. And I was noticing when you when you popped up on the screen and on social lately, I'm like, it's back. He's got, he, he's brought it back a little bit. Got that hair going. I totally am. When the season ended last year, I was so pissed off at myself. I feel so bad. I, or I was so disappointed in what I've done. And she's trying to be the wife that she is a good wife. She said, Hey, if the worst you ever fish is middle of the pack, then we're going to be okay. I'm like, that ain't how I, that ain't how I roll. I want to do better. I said, I'm not cutting my hair shaving. And that was in November 
till I make top 10. She said, really? I said, no, make that two top 10s. Back to back. She went, oh, God. I said, hey, have some confidence. I mean, I, I might, might look like a bearded warrior. I don't know. I said, this is going to be my new look. I'm tired of trying to shave and all that. I think we do little things mentally to, to do that. But I think it goes also what we just talked about a minute ago, marketing 101. It's what you do. I mean, I still remember the classic that Skeet came to when he shaved his head. Marketing 101. Uh, you, people, young kids say, hey, man, how do I get sponsors? Stand out without making a fool of yourself. Find something that makes you different or what be noticed and do it. So you and I had a lot of fun with the, with the beard game, strong war and all that. And it was all about Luke's mother was battling breast cancer. And it started out as just, Hey man, here's my support to you. I, I grow a beard. We, I, your mom likes this. We're going to raise a little money. I don't think we even realize as fishermen, when you get together, how you can change and influence people's lives and give someone something, the small piece of something. I, I tell people sometimes, I said, what do you, what do you need in life to survive? I said, hope, hope. I mean, I said, you know, for your mom, it was something to watch on social media and say, them two yeah, boys, they're plum slam up idiots, but it's really they're doing this for me. So your mom had hope. It gave her something to look at. It gave her something to enjoy. That's what we we don't have enough of in life. So I, as from my, from my perspective, looking at what we've done that way, I learned a bunch. I learned that you really don't have to, have to be Chipper Jones and you don't have to be Marshawn Lynch or any of them guys to make a difference in the sporting world. You can do your part a little bit at a time and help someone, and that's what it's supposed to be all about. I think fishing gives me the platform uh, to, to fish and do what I want to do for a living, but it also gives me the platform sometimes to provide somebody with just a small bit of hope. Well, I can't thank you enough for that again, man. And, and if y'all missed that, go back and look. That We had a lot of fun, and we we probably should do something again, break, break something out. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I look like a Unabomber if I went through air. Security, I got a rectal search, dude. I, I got up, looked like Kramer. My hair was everywhere, and that beard running down the lake, just blowing up over my eyes. I'm like, I don't know how the duck commander guys shoot ducks in a boat with a beard blowing up over their face, dude. It's, it was like getting hit in the face with rain. Mine would flop up and hit me right here, running sandy down the lake. Like, what the hell? Good calls, good calls. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of people who helped us out, but. uh well, gee, I hope – I mean, I'm going to be selfish here. I want them back-to-back -back top 10s, but I hope they're later in the year so we get to see. <laughs> I want the Morgan Wallen and the beard. I'm going to grow it out, man. Thanks for having me on. I've been seeing Thanks, you Thanks, buddy. You know, LD and the MC, that's quite the mix-up. The Canadian love. The yeah. Tennessee over there. I mean, I, I don't think the world needed that or was ready for it either. <laughs> either one of them. And keeps everybody on their toes. So uh, anytime you want me back on, holler at me. I'm going to finish loading everything up. I about got my boat ready to put in the water for the first time, and it won't be long. I'll be heading to Florida. All right, buddy. Good luck this year, and I'll talk to you soon. See you, man. CG. Well, there we go, Mr. Gerald G. Manswindle. Hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. You can't, uh, you can't beat Gerald. That's just always going to be the most fun that you have. Uh, regardless if, if you have technical difficulties, regardless if uh, it takes a little bit to put that together with G. I actually, I got to tell on him. So he and I were texting back and forth, hey, you want to do the podcast? It's been a few months that you've been on. I want to talk to you about all these changes. And he's like, he calls. He's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, you know I'm game. And <laughs> we get to going back and forth, talk about Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got ready to record. I'm texting him, and he's notorious for not texting back, okay? Just notorious. So I text Lulu, and she's like, yeah, I'll get it set him up, set up for him on his iPad. I'm not going to be home, but I'll get it set up for him to take care of. So big, bigger shout-out to Lulu Swindle than Gerald on that interview. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you all so much for showing up every week to this insanity, for showing up to LD and the MC, Mercer and I, have some big, big-time uh, ideas coming up. We're going to keep throwing stuff at y'all, keep you on your toes. I'm having so much fun with that show, and uh, I hope all of you lowlifers out there and humpers, as you're called on uh, LD and the MC, I hope you guys and gals out there are enjoying that as much as we are because we, we do. We work harder on it than it seems. We're constantly brainstorming about bringing you guys the best show. Just like LBL, I am constantly trying to dig for topics, 
making sure I got uh, some of the best guests around that I can get for you guys. Got a really good guest for y'all next week um, who's going to be en route to the St. John's River when we talk to him, kind of where his career kicked off last year. Just a little teaser, just a little teaser. And this is probably, I'll say, the number one, never had him on the show, most requested guest in LBO history in the comments. I'll say that too. So I'm, I'm looking very forward to uh, to next week's low budget live. But uh, just want to want to end like I always do. Thank you guys so much. Make sure if you are new to this, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Like, comment, all that good stuff. Let's keep the ball rolling. We're getting close to 13,000 subscribers on YouTube, which blows my mind because the fact that 13,000 people give two craps about anything I have to say is a shocker. Uh, blows my wife's mind every single day. So keep doing that. Let's keep let's keep surprising my wife. But thank y'all. I'm going to take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues as always. The next time you see this smiling face, there will be an X21 Pro in this garage. Make sure to hug your mama and your daddy because this ride is a short one, ladies and gentlemen. It sure is. Thank y'all, and I'll see y'all next time. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Brave anglers search for the one they call king But who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern Presented by Abyss Battery Waypoint TV go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.